Hi everyone, it's Emma and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. We talked to a Ouija board a few minutes ago. Did you know Ouija boards are connected to places? Because Liv was like, maybe you shouldn't put these crystals on your Ouija board because, you know, crystals like to enhance energy of things and Ouija boards can talk to dark things. But my spirit guide came in and started telling her weird things about how Ouija boards are doors to other dimensions. Yeah. Because the Ouija board's been bothering me. Em redid the basement, so now our podcast is actually on a desk that's not level with it's the floor. Not, <laughs> it's not on a coffee table. Yeah, and uh, it's been bothering me, and I keep looking at it, and I'm like, why do I feel the need to look at this Ouija board? And if you don't know from our Ouija video, uh, we named our Ouija board Bagel, and she's made out of, like, balsa wood with very floral, cute little flower nature patterns on her. And... Uh, I've just ignored it until today, like Em said, I walk down here, and then serendipity, I call her Sarah, is- My spirit guide. Yeah, the like water nymph one. She's like, I'm a mermaid, but I'm also not a mermaid. I'm also a fairy. A fairy, so suck it. Anyways, (laughs) so I started talking to her, and I was like, okay, since this Ouija board's making me feel weird, and you're like, leave the crystals on it, it doesn't matter- uh, why don't you tell me, Sarah, what's wrong with this Ouija board? Why do I feel like I need to stare at it? And she's like, well, it's because, uh, I am talking to Bagel. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're talking to the spirit of Bagel. Got it. And uh, I want you guys to be clear. We're not saying that a Ouija board has a soul. It just has a... Wait, I have a question. Yes. So there is usually a being that is associated with my tarot cards. Is the place in it with, in which that... Ouija boards are attached to the same thing as the being. Yes. That's why it's safer. That's why it's different. Yes. Oh my God. That's weird. That's why they're not associated with places. Bagel has a spirit, but, or like energy to it that I would equate to as a spirit, like how uh, tarot cards have the spirit associated with the deck or some sort of like energy consciousness to an extent. But in addition to that, Basically, Sarah explained to me that Ouija boards are linked to a place, not necessarily a being. And when you are using Ouija boards to communicate the spiritual being which resides in that place that is connected to the Ouija board is what facilitates you getting answers from it. So like, you know, when you were little and you'd go into like a doctor's waiting room and they had those really cool little like kitty boards that you could play with that was filled with sand and underneath it, they had the little strings that were attached to magnets and inside the little sand filled board, there were toys that you could play with. But the only way you could move the toys inside this like translucent looking playboard desk things and the doctor's office was by using the, a magnet attached to it to move the toys within the board. So do do beings move the planchette or do they say things and then Bagel translates them? Both. It depends. That's wild. So the way they explained it was the spiritual being has to be within the place that Bagel is attached to for Bagel to give you information. And similar to how you move the things inside of the playboard at the doctor's office when you're six with the magnet, Bagel is the intermediary between that. So bagel would be the things inside of the playboard where the entities would be the things attached to the magnet. And then you are looking at what happens above the playboard to the toys on it. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, that's wild. Okay. So that that would be why 
Ouija boards are more dangerous than tarot cards because you can have the Ouija board associated with a place where dark things can get to it. Whereas Bagel, our Ouija board, is associated with like a place of light. It's kind of like how fairies, we like to say that fairies are in the in-between, in between the particles of this dimension and the next dimension. That's kind of where this place of existence is. It's within two dimensions. So only beings that are able to be within the in-between are able to get to this location to speak to us through the Ouija board. Yes, fairies exist in a non-physical existence that resides between the physical particles of physical existence. Well, I think it's more than that. Yeah, but for the viewers out there, ah, I just want them to understand. Simplify. (laughs) Yes. So there is a realm of existence in between the particles of a tree that a certain type of fairy can exist in. Yes. Yes. So uh, when we first bought this Ouija board and we were looking on Etsy on the internet about it, I was like, I don't know. I really like this one. And I kept seeing like a meadow or something. But again, I didn't say that because it's normal for me. So I feel like everyone It's sees normal it. for you to just see things when you buy them. Yes. So I was like, well, not when I buy things, but in this instance, yes. Um, so I, I saw like this well, wait, meadow. Do you see, do you see like a white thing with it? I see like strings coming from somewhere and they're like white. No, I don't see that. Okay. You don't see like a spirit within the board? No. Okay. Unless you're perceiving bagel. Yes. Okay. I don't perceive bagel like that. What do you perceive bagel as? The meadow? No, I don't really talk to bagel because bagel is very quiet. Maybe you're better able to talk to bagel. That's why serendipity is talking to me because I can't talk to bagel. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> so anyways. Well, wait, what What I see is if you guys have ever seen Naruto and the like puppet masters, mm-hmm. they have like chakra that comes out of their fingertips and they attach to their puppets and then they're able to like control their puppets with it. That's what I see. I see like strings uh, that are coming down from bagel. Yeah. So then bagel would be the thing that manipulates the chakra that we see on the board since chakra is just energy. So someone can come in and attach their energy to bagel and move the things within bagel. The physical aspects of bagel, yes. Yeah. So they're like the puppet master, the one moving bagel Mm -hmm. around. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So... Anyways, I saw a meadow when we first bought bagel, and I was like, I think it's just because there's cute little things written on the board that looks like nature. Nature. Well, now Sarah has told me, okay, remember when you saw that? That's because that's the realm of existence in which bagel is tied to. And the witch, because I think she talked her, I think she- Yeah, no, she's a witch. Okay, yeah. The person that we bought the board from is really cute and like hand engraves all of them. If you guys are interested in her work, it will be linked in the show notes. She uh, created this- Ouija board and Sarah's like yes when you create a Ouija board your intentions and certain things can help manipulate and make it so that the board that you are creating is linked to a certain realm of existence so for us whether the witch that made our board knew it or not she according to Sarah and Bagel was influenced by the being's able to travel to this realm, the realm that Bagel is attached to, so that only those beings able to travel to that realm can communicate with us. So 
it is a light realm. I see a lot of white light, a lot of golden light. So it is only things that I assume are positive um, in essence. And they would also explain why the first time Em and I used it, even though we said we weren't going to use it and tried to talk to a human soul. Uh, it didn't work. Were we trying to talk to a human soul or were we trying to talk to the god of something for Egypt? I thought we were talking to spirit guides, our spirit guides. But at that point, I didn't have a Fabian. But at the same time, are they in the in-between? Sorry, that was a lot of questions. No, they're within the realm of existence where spirit guides can be so that we can see them. They so can communicate we wouldn't with be us. able to talk to them. Exactly, which That's is why, why it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> But would my spirit guides, but they're, okay, I have two face spirit guides. Does that change anything? Sarah told me that she would be able to talk to you through okay. it. Okay, because that's what I thought But too. I don't know if Finea would, because Finea's different. On a different vibrational frequency is what yes. she's telling me. Uh-huh. Because she's not necessarily associated Earthly. with physical existence. She's associated with Aspects. more spiritual things. Yeah. Something at a higher vibration. Mm-hmm. So it'd be hard for her to lower her vibration to get into this realm. <laughs> yeah. But that's also why our board is really quiet because not many things go there. And a lot of people, I feel like our board would not be used for someone like us. So. <laughs> and that's our intentions of buying a Ouija board was to never use it and only look at it and tell us that so it's like, pretty. Those commercial ones, you know, the ones that you get at the bookstore. Yeah. What? Where are those from? Those ones are different because the way in which they were made, the intentions weren't there. So I think your perception of what you're talking to is what creates the place in which you are speaking from or speaking to. That's what creates oh, the Oh, do you see like blackness? Yes. Okay, I do too. And they're I like, see- it's not dark, scary blackness. It's like an exit, like a place in which you can create things of. It's like a thought bubble almost. I see it as blackness, and on the very edges, I see orangish color, and I see red. So I see red first, and then I see orange on the outer layer of that, and that is the place of existence in which those things are able to go through. But if you're trying to use a Ouija board to talk to a human soul, they're explaining it to me as... So it's still a physical conduit, like tarot. However, if a human soul is there... I don't think you are talking to something from the realm of existence that the Ouija board is talk is linked to. If a physical soul decides to present in the physical realm in order to use their energy to physically manipulate your Ouija board, that's one thing. They're saying that's how that works, but those Ouija boards are linked to different things. So if you're scared and your intentions aren't right, the lower vibrations that are associated with that realm that that Ouija board that you bought from the bookstore is equatable to, that's where you're going to have problems. They're like, that's why there's there's bad things that come through. So if a human soul isn't physically manipulating it, then bad things are spiritually manipulating it. So the the physical, like the human souls don't have to be in that plane of existence of the commercial ones? They're telling me that you need to be specifically clear that human souls are not traveling to that dark place with the red and orange ring got you yes so it's important for your intentions however it's linked to a place and if bad things are able to get into this lower vibrational place then you're going to invite them in so you need to be careful on whether a human soul is actually physically manipulating your ouija board like tarot cards or 
you're actually talking to something within the plane of existence or realm that the Ouija board is attached to, which is why people equate them to portals. It's like they have half the story. Because they, yeah, because they are portals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but tarot cards aren't portals. However, the reason why we are talking about this is because we want to go through all of the spiritual spankings that we have gone through in 2021. So this is your 2021 review. Yes, so, so that is one of them, as we have figured out walking down the stairs today. Future editing live tangent. We're going to talk about Ouija boards real quick, but this podcast is actually about the things that we learned about in 2021 and the spiritual spankings and misconceptions well, that yeah, we've been able to Well, yeah, that's why fix. I let you talk about it for that long. I know. It was a good intro. Good intro. I don't know. I feel like I should put what I just screamed into the microphone and then you screamed over, which now I have to redo again if I'm going to do that because you screamed over and two people can't talk at the same time during what a podcast. What do you mean? Because then it ruins things. What do you mean? <laughs> That's not what people like in podcasts is when two people are talking at the same time. I don't think people notice. Ugh. They do. The critics I do. I don't. Well, that's because you're a well, non-neurotypical It's good, Aries. maybe then, because they can't comment on this anyways. Sucks to be you. You can't tell us your uh, anger that we speak over each other. Well, they can. It's called Apple Podcast Reviews. Mm. I have not been able to find ours because we Because we don't put... have anyone who wrote reviews. Well, because our podcast isn't through directly Apple Podcasts. It's so put on to There's Apple reviews Podcasts. on there, but I think they're only the reviews of the stars and not someone writing it. I don't know. I'll have to find it. Because I couldn't find actual written things, just people putting stars on things. However, this podcast, if you did not realize from our long tangent of things that we just learned by walking into the basement, is about things that we learned in 2021. So, Liv, you want to take it over? I think that's our longest tangent. 15 minutes of a tangent. Because it just blew my brain up. Because I, I was telling people about divination tools and how they're like swords. Like they're tools in order for you to help communicate with spiritual things. However, they're very different. Yes. A Ouija board is it's like a cool. katana. It's fucking awesome. If you were to try to butter bread with a katana, you're probably going to hurt yourself. It's so not like, for buttering bread. And it's not for people that are only capable of buttering bread. You needed to learn how to wield a katana. And if you know the art of wielding a katana and can do so effortless, effortlessly, then feel free to spread some butter on your toast with it. But if you don't, you're probably going to kill yourself. And now we're done with our tangent. We're going to talk about the things we learned in 2021. <laughs> talk uh, about 2021. So when I first decided to tell M or agreed with M to uh, start Metapsychics on our eight-hour car ride to go pick agreed. up a chinchilla. Um, I thought that a medium was just somebody that talked to souls, human souls. Even though at this point in time, I had already talked to plants and talked to living animals. Let's be clear. Talking to living, an living animals is a psychic ability because my spirit guides are giving me information regarding past, present, and future of the animal's lives in, addition, the physical to, animal. in addition to the physical animal actually telling me things. So you didn't see like animal spirits, like spirits of past animals at that point? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's You medium. just made it seem like you just, you just saw human souls. Not hum not animal souls. Anyways, I learned as a medium that you're not just talking to human souls, you're talking to other things as well. And in addition to learning that talking to pets is a psychic aspect of my mediumship, 
but talking to plants, even though they're living, and I will answer the question now, have I talked to a dead plant? There, no, I have not. Not in the same way that I could equate it to talking to human souls because I'm asking them and they're like, yes, but tell them this instead because that's what's going to make more sense to you and them because tree spirits are Because they're a collective. When I talk to tree spirits, it's like a whole bunch of things talking at once, but you can uh, pinpoint certain trees within that, but it's hard because they all look the same. So that might be why it's hard for you because you are very reliant on things that you see. Does that make sense? Yeah, but then they're also saying you have to take into consideration, like, who's your tree guide? Which one? The, the one, one that is the- my past life or the god? The god. Uh, Sir Nunes? Yeah. They're Sir saying, Nunes? Yeah, there's a difference between that and then, like, tree spirits or, like, trees souls yeah plus trees wouldn't necessarily have to talk to you when they're dead it's not the same thing as people anyways they're not linked to physicality that's why it's a medium thing they're only linked to physicality when they're alive but they're also not so anyways uh i also learned that against every fiber in my being m literally i can talk to deities Oh, deities? We're talking about deities? You missed the distance thing? We're talking about deities now? I like how you have all of the structure in your brain. I don't. I just remember everything you said in the order that you said it, even though you said it really fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why you said it so fast, because you're like, you can't leave my brain! Yeah, uh uh-huh. ADHD. It's gone. Object permanence. It gave me high anxiety. Mm. Well, good. Anyways, I learned that I could talk to deities. M literally told me one day, did you know that there's psychic mediums on the internet that say that they can talk to deities? And I literally flat out was like, that is a lie. Those are not psychic mediums. That's a load of malarkey. Those are snake oilers. And uh, Spirit was like, you're an idiot fucking talking to deities. So Apalaki came in. That was the first deity that I ever spoke to. Spoke to and realized I was talking to a deity. So that was uh, the big old spiritual spanking of that. And then... In relation to what M said, distance means nothing. I don't have to. uh, Guys, when I started this and M was like, we have to have you do readings because that's one of the reasons you wanted to start this business anyways. figure out Zoom. And she was like, well, I don't think I can give readings to people who aren't physically in front of me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because I always say as a medium, the only thing I'm talking to when I'm talking to a soul is energy. A soul is energy. And since then... She's like, okay, well, you're talking to a soul and then you're talking to a physical person physically. So why would the person that you're talking to physically for the reading need to be in the same room as you? And I was like, I don't know. That's just how it is. She's like, well, you say souls are energy. And I was like, yes. And she's like, and you say that you're talking to them from spirit and or heaven, whatever it is that you want to call it. And I was like, yes. She goes, okay, so then why would the person that you're physically talking to have to be in the room if you have Zoom? Because that's the only physical thing that you're talking to. And I was like, I don't know. I just thought that's how it worked. And she's like, well, we're going to try and do Zoom and uh, you're going to get over it. And I was like, I'm going to yeet you off this cliff because I'm an Aries. So as a psychic medium, when we first started this, I thought you only talked to human souls. I was wrong. I also thought that... uh, you had to be in the same room as the person that you were doing a reading for. That is not the case. Um, yeah, it's a lot. And uh, 
What else did we talk about that I learned medium-wise before we get into your spiritual awakening? I guess you can talk about the genetic stuff now. Oh, yeah. Well, the reason the reason that I thought that I could only talk to human souls is because luckily for me, I knew that what I was what was happening to me when I was eight and seeing souls was a part of mediumship. It wasn't something that was a mental illness. Uh, it was actually happening and it was metaphysical, not I guess psychological psychological their sword thank you and because of that and the reason I was able to know that is because my mother is also a medium it's genetic so she is adopted we do not know who would have been a medium on her f- side of the family wild so however she was saying in the youtube video that we figured out obviously that mediumship is genetic but i asked her if mediumship is genetic am i the first medium in my family because i don't understand because i had someone ask me the other day i heard that mediumship is genetic so are you like all like in a long line of mediums and i was like um no nobody talks about it (laughs) yeah so when m asked me that question i saw a male soul that i think one of her grandparents or great-grandparents, he showed me the number three. So I don't know if that's three great-grandparents or one of your three grandparents. I don't know. How many grandparents or like great-uncles and aunts do you have? What do you mean? That I know of? Yeah, that I'm have, living? Well, I have a huge family. Well, it doesn't, well, no, it doesn't matter if they're living or they're not living. I feel like it's on your dad's side. So it would be your... Mm, so they were in a... Scotland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so your Scottish, who are your Scottish un- uh, great uncles and aunts? Do you have three of them? I feel like there's four and it's the third one. Uh, they're probably all dead. So I don't know. Mm, okay. Well, it would be one of your. I know less about the my Skinner side of the family. Ah. Yeah. Just like I know less about my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Twin flames. <laughs> 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 Anyways, one of the great aunts and uncles had a child that I think miscarried or died early on. And that would be the soul that M would have gotten or had the genetic link to for mediumship. So I feel like it wasn't supposed to be expressly known until you. However, the genetic factor is still there because metaphysical and science slash biology things are one and the same and play off of each other. Yeah. So, so it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So uh, for me, interesting. my spiritual spanking of last year was me figuring out that I am a psychic medium. So as you guys know, we've had a lot of podcasts about this. I went through a spiritual awakening, which sucked. But during it, near the end of this first one, I started being able to speak to my spirit guides and... At first, did not realize that that was what was happening. Essentially, I would be, like, questioning things that I was going through, like, questioning the trauma, like, why is this happening to me again? And clearly, I do not know the answer. I'm very desperate to have the answer, and I would just all of a sudden know the answer. So I had a spirit guide. Her name is Rosaline, and she came in and started giving me information claircognizantly, which I had never gotten before. I usually get information, well, okay, 
I have gotten claircognizant information, but I have never gotten it in the same way that Rosaline speaks. So when she started speaking, that was when I was able to start communicating with my spirit guides because it was very clearly not my own thoughts. Uh, the way in which she speaks is very specific. It's almost like a switchboard. So if she puts a, I don't know what you call those, like a peg in a certain location, that's where I just like, it connects the dots and I get all of this information at once. And it comes in in a very specific way in the sense of almost like it's connecting dots together. It's called a switchboard. You put it's that switch in that board that you can't remember has oh, the name switch. of the thing. Switch in the switchboard. Well, do they look like switches? I got her going because I called her a fixed sign, you guys. <laughs> there is no changing of your mind. Anyways, this is back a- to my no. story. Get over your no. Leonis. Your this- fixed sign. That is astrology. This podcast is literally about me saying that I'm wrong. And these are the ways in which I was wrong. This entire fucking podcast, Em. So don't even come at me with that fixed sign of, if I explain it to you, you're a fixed sign. You're just not going to realize it. I literally say in the YouTube video 8,000 times that I'm wrong. And this is why. Fixed sign. Back to me. So. I don't know where I was at. <laughs> Liv is steaming with her fire right now. So I went through a spiritual awakening. I can talk to my spirit guides. When I was talking to my spirit guides, it eventually transitioned into me viewing cards that I have not seen before, but knew they were tarot cards. So I looked them up and they were giving me messages through these tarot cards that I was seeing in my mind's eye. And at this point, I was not a tarot reader, so I did not know the meanings, which is why I had to look them up. So this brought me to purchasing my first tarot deck and you just look like you want to say things because you're angry (laughs) no I'm not saying anything okay so when I got my first tarot deck Liv essentially was saying to me this is how tarot works according to what people have told me is that when you are shuffling the cards you are putting your energy within the cards and the energy that you put in the cards is what pulls the cards out and gives messages based upon your energy. However, with learning tarot cards, I had figured out that there were like beings that were standing in front of me and it was very much not necessarily that my energy or my client's energy was manipulating the cards. It was the spiritual beings that are associated with them that are the ones that pull the cards out. So that is one of the things that I have learned. Um, I'm not saying anything. I say in the YouTube video how I was wrong about this and that the spiritual spanking of a lifetime has since ensued. I can just feel her anger. (laughs) It's making me uncomfortable. As it should. (laughs) I'm not even angry. I'm angry that my medication makes me fidget with my lips so I look like, uh, what's his name? Tyrone Biggums from the Chappelle is. show. Okay. I don't know who that is. That's okay. Some people watching this <laughs> might. <laughs> so when I started perceiving these beings, I uh, at first started perceiving people's spirit guides. So one of the first readings I had, I got booked by someone on Zoom because we're doing metapsychics. And I was like, why should I maybe do tarot readings for people? Because you're doing all the readings, so uh, I should do this, right? So the day before, 
I read Janelle, if you guys know, we did a podcast where we talk about her haunted house. And I read her and it was crazy because when I was reading her, things that I have never experienced before happened during her reading. And one of which was me getting information, not from the cards, but from my intuition, from this spirit guide that showed up for her. And the spirit guide was telling me like things within my head that were associated with the cards that I had been pulling. And it was like I did it my whole life. Like I just knew how to do this at this point. And afterwards, I was like, holy shit, that shouldn't have been real. Like, I should not have been able to do that. And I start telling Liv, when I read cards for people, I uh, perceive a being or I perceive people's spirit guides. And at that point, I associated it directly with the cards because she, again, was telling me, people's energies are the things that push into the cards. So that's what is the thing that manipulates them. So at this point, I'm like, well, maybe spirit guides energies are being pushed in the cards and I'm sensing the spirit guide energy within the cards. So as you know, I have a connection with my spirit guides and I got a new spirit guide whose name is, is it Excelsior or Excelsion? Because I never remember. Excelsion. Because Excelsior is the thing in the stone, and he's okay. like, I sound like the thing in the stone, but I'm Excalibur? not. Excalibur? Yes. Okay. Different But there's things. another thing that's like a Excelsion. cartoon thing. He's like, I'm also not the cartoon. Got you. And Excelsion so, means above and something else or something. It doesn't mean anything. I don't think you can look it up. But Excelsion is uh, my spirit guide. He's like this little, I don't know, like forest being type things. And he sits on top of my shoulder and he's the one that kind of helps me. It kind of helps me like speak words while I'm using tarot. So at this point in time, I thought that when I shuffled cards is when I sensed people's spirit guides. And he was like, why would that even make sense? Why would you help? Why would you have to use these cards in order to sense a spiritual thing? So at that point, I was like, oh, Okay, so you're telling me the reason why it takes so long is I'm focusing my energy on the energy of the cards where I should be focusing my energy towards the guides themselves. So that is when I started imagining like a dark space. And at this point, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to specifically focus my energy on this intention of I'm going to talk to this person, this client. And I'm going to try to focus on absolutely seeing nothing. So when that happened, I explicitly saw this black area. And the reason why I chose this black area is because Liv always talks about seeing this black area where souls present. And I started seeing things and I was like, I'm making this up. This is 100% in my head. I am really good at making things up. And my spirit guide was like, why would you be making things up if your entire focus was on seeing nothing? Yes. I also want to interject with the side note of that. Yeah. In addition to M wanting to make money for the business too, because readings was literally the only way that we were able to pay for our subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> like our booking software and our website and stuff. Uh, so there was a lot of pressure to continue doing readings and things like that so that we could continue our business. But she was like, I can do tarot readings because according to Olivia, you don't have to be a psychic medium to 
read tarot cards, which is still true. You do not have yeah. to be a psychic medium to read tarot cards. You can literally get 0% intuitive information and read tarot cards. Because the spirit guides around you are the ones that are manipulating it. If you just know what the tarot cards mean, you can get a pretty general idea of it. Yeah. It might not be the greatest if your intuition isn't there, but uh, you can still read tarot cards. So Emma was like, I'm not a psychic medium. I'm going to read tarot cards. And then I was spiritually spanked and she was enlightened that I was wrong that spirit guides manipulate the energy because I was like she wanted to do readings over zoom like me and I was like M tarot is not like mediumship oh you have to I see. people have to touch the cards I don't want to be these people that are like phonies on the internet taking people's money <laughs> not saying that we are but like we can't do something that isn't right I was wrong yeah so uh, I never really believed that they had to put they had to physically touch them because again I don't equate physicality to being able to read spiritual things so yeah and Rosaline was telling Em that I was wrong and uh Em <laughs> was still lear learning how to perceive them and uh, I was just was blowing hot air out of my face and I uh <laughs> I was wrong but it's also funny because I'm like I'm gonna do tarot cards because I don't have to be a medium and that's exactly how she figured out she was a medium yeah so at this point me being able to perceive things without the cards I start telling Liv I can see spirit guides without tarot cards. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> to which, at this point, we still think psychics are able to perceive things within the physical realm. Spirit guides are usually within the physical realm. So you're probably just a psychic being able to perceive spiritual things within physical existence. Because I didn't know that mediums could talk to spirit guides and that spirit ah. guides were a part of the spiritual beings that mediums are able to talk to like deities and trees. So sorry, I'm thinking about things. M I won't talking, ask you. M talking to spirit guides is a medium thing because she's actually not just perceiving them. She's oh, having. Oh, I'm talking to them. Yes, because I see. you literally don't look at the cards. You clairaudiently, claircognizantly, and whatever clairs you want to use, get information from them, which is yes. why I'm able to read your tarot cards and I don't know anything about tarot yes. cards. Because <laughs> they just tell you what to say. Yeah. So That's why it makes it easy because I get so nervous about reading. So I'm like, what if I don't know what to say? And they're like, have you ever? <laughs> exactly. We say it. You don't say it. <laughs> so you were having a two-sided conversation intermediary. You were the medium between the spirit guides and the person you were talking to, even though you had the media of tarot. Yeah. So um, <laughs> at this point, Liv was telling me that I was a psychic. And I also believe that I was a psychic because being a psychic medium is a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know you were having full conversations with them. Oh, uh, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> That's what makes you a medium is having full conversations with spiritual beings. I will have you know that that now I still don't think I'm a psychic medium. I just have a good pretend of me saying it. But you telling me that also validates it. I still don't believe it, but <laughs> I don't still I still don't believe that I'm a psychic medium. Got it. Cool. <laughs> if you have confidence like the utmost confidence in your abilities i'm jealous of you if you are a psychic medium but i'm probably Does that happen <laughs> i honestly don't know if i am able to someday before i die say i have full like i think if you had full confidence you would either be dead or you would have ego and you can't have ego and able yeah. to be a medium yeah yeah that's why it's so hard to like validate because you like want to touch it with your hands but 
you can't touch it with your hands. Yeah, and it's not about you. It's about everyone else but you. So Yeah, so I then started doing readings, like more and more readings. I did TikTok Live by myself where I spoke to a soul of people because people people don't know what you can talk to, so they just ask questions. And I had people asking me about their past loved ones to which they showed up just like the spirit guides where they appear in front of me and I was like okay this is fine this is normal I'm still a psychic it's not I'm not a medium this is a lie however I went up to live and I was like I talked to this woman last night but I think I imagined it is that real <laughs> and then I said did you see this this and that and she goes yes yeah mm-hmm so uh, at this point, still did not think I was a psychic medium, but something happened. And in one of our podcasts, I was like, you know, it's pretty weird that I can talk to spirit guides. Do you think other tarot readers can talk to spirit guides? Because they don't talk about it and it's weirding me out. And that's when I put two and two together. But I still, you know, have confidence issues. Uh-huh. And I still, if you listen to us on the podcasts and like YouTube videos where M might <laughs> slightly mention that she thinks that she's a psychic medium, I just like immediately revert the topic because I'm like, mm, I'm not confident that she's a psychic medium. And it wasn't until she started relaying things to me that I saw and vice versa that it clicked because if you guys are new to our podcast, Spirit will show you things that have happened in your past, present, or future and other people's past, present, or future to relay information. And when she started doing that, of we were seeing the same thing, I was shown by Spirit my time as a child going to psychic fairs with my mom locally and me seeing things and getting the same information that my mom was conveying to her clients at a psychic fair. And they're like, your M's doing the same thing that you were doing when you were little. That's why her gifts are getting stronger because you didn't want to embrace your gifts when you were little, but being around your mother, you were able to, spirit was able to show you things and give you information, but you didn't actually have to do the talking. So it made you feel safer. Now M's doing the same thing or you're doing the same thing for M. And I was like, man. Yeah, because I experienced it my entire life. Like this thing... Liv told me this thing the other day where people always ask, how do you know that you're not imagining it? Like, how do you know you're not, you, it's not your own thoughts? And she was telling me the reason why I know that it's not, not my own thought is I will get all of the clairs at once. So I will see it, but I will also hear it and smell it and feel it. Whereas when it's my own thought, I will just see it. Or just hear it if it's in her monologue. And the reason why it blew my mind was because I was experiencing that since I was a child. But I just thought everybody experienced that stuff. But you didn't have a mom that was a psychic medium to tell well, you. I also didn't physically see things yeah. because my I was clairaudient. So I would just hear things and I just thought everyone else heard them, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's okay. So it's wild. So I think that's also one of the things within my spiritual awakening that made my gifts open up is being around you because when we were doing readings together, like locally, we would be there for a few hours and my ears would hurt so badly and I would be like, there's something wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I was little, I would get immense anxiety and a lot of uh, other clairsentient information 
in addition to the clairvoyant things, whether they were physically in front of me or in my mind that I would be perceiving. And I would be like, I can't talk to you. I don't have enough ability to do this. Go find my mom and she can help you. Yeah. And I would block it out and I would feel sick. So, yeah. Yeah. So we are also, one of the things that we've also learned is that we are twin flames. And if you guys don't know what a twin flame is, check out our other podcasts. But a lot of people perceive a twin flame as one soul splitting into two and then incarnating together. So if you think about it in religion, in the like the modern day religion now, in Catholicism, people view the like creation story of Adam and Eve where God created Adam and then took the rib of Adam and created Eve. That is how I believe people perceive twin flames, which is why they perceive them as one is a man and one is a woman, and they are usually within an intimate relationship. However, that is not what a twin flame is. A twin flame is the exact balance of your soul. So each of us as twin flames have our own soul. However, we are the exact complement to each other. So we not only are opposites, but we are opposite in the most complementary way. So if you think about the world, the world likes things to be balanced and they don't like things to be balanced like on a scale balance. They like things to be balanced like a chemical reaction balance. The things that want to be attracted together attract. They have a big boom and then they are balanced. Does that make sense? Yes. And uh, M mentioned this in the YouTube video because I didn't actually research what twin flames were. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we talk about how we understand the misconceptions and where they may arise from around twin flames. And uh, we actually had one of our patrons uh, talk about what, where they learned their idea of twin flames from. And even in this secondary non-religious dictation of what twin flames were or description of what twin flames were, they were still depicted as being physically male and physically female. Yeah. And it was weird. And our patron uh, just, uh, you know, expanded upon the idea because I brought it to their attention. I said, hey, I understand that in your description from this separate source, they even equate twin flames to being physically male and female. This person explained to me that the author of the book doesn't necessarily believe that. However, to simplify it and make it more digestible to their reader and equate it to their physical understanding of the world around them dumbs down their interpretation or understanding of twin flames and equates it to being physically male and female. But if people don't know that, then they're still going to think that they physically have to be male and female, which yeah, because you can be right. You can be a woman and have masculine presenting energies, which are more forward. It doesn't mean that you identify as a man or that you physically are a man. You just have the energy of being more forward. Yes, because M and I physically uh, identify as females as well as any other associated identification of being she, her, female, ladies, uh, but we're twin flames. Sexual orientation. Yeah, so... M mentioned in the YouTube video that 
we are supposed to learn different things at different times oppositely. And I think that's interesting because not only does that go into our mediumship, but also her ability and my ability or our ability to help one another based off of the things that we have gone through in our lives at separate times because unbeknownst to the internet, M is actually older than me. Even though she's I'm 13. (laughs) Even though she's 13 and I'm 101. (laughs) But people always think that she's younger than me. And I think it's interesting because even though I'm younger than her, I learned that I was a medium at a younger age, even though she's always experienced these things her whole life. Now, because of me, she is understanding that she has been a medium her whole life and just hasn't known it. And then other things in our life, like moving into a house, boys, college jobs she's been able to experience before me so she's been equipped to understand the hardships and the bad things and the good things that go on with those things and then when I do it and I'm like everything's on fire she's like no everything's supposed to be on fire I went through the same thing because I'm a Virgo my fires are calculated because I'm a Virgo moon and an Aries sun But also... But yours is just everything's on fire. (laughs) But for you, you're very good at dealing things that are physical, dealing with things that are physical. I am very good at dealing with things that are not physical. You're funny. That's why I can't watch scary movies because it's too physical for me. It hurts me. You're okay Mm -hmm. with things like that. So when things blow up in the world physically, I need you to experience them first so that I can have your help. However, when everything blew up in your world metaphysically things that weren't actually there, I'm like, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you're a thought? Em's like, I'm a fucking thought. And I'm like, yeah, you're a thought. It's fine. And she's like, she no, that's not fine. She very calmly told me that everything I think <laughs> exists and I can't handle it. So I was like, if people thought up dragons and I was a dragon, then I have to equatedly be a dragon. But also if I thought up a dragon, how are dragons these higher spiritual beings that have the knowledge of fucking everything if they're a thought. (laughs) So uh, she helps me with the physical things. I help her with the non-physical things. I did things about mediumship when I was young. She's doing things with mediumship now that she's old. We both are physically female and identify as such in any other non-physical way. And uh, when we intercept or perceive metaphysical information i'm very good at talking to human souls however her niche or better ex like expertise is with non-physical souls like spiritual beings and dark things not to say that we talk to dark things all the time however they are a part of the meta- metaphysical world so if you're a medium you will perceive them usually well, yeah we were doing a live and i was talking to someone's spirit guide and when i was talking to them i picked up the female aspect the female spirit guide and liv picked up some masculine spirit guide and i was like not asking one any directly i was just like i don't understand why i can't see the same things that liv sees like am i just making up these people that i'm seeing in my head and this person's spirit guide this female spirit guide was like No, the reason why you're seeing different beings is because you guys are twin flames and you pull towards the feminine aspects of your twin flame relationship. So you pull things that are more feminine, dark, like the yin aspects of the yin and yang. Whereas Liv is going to pull out the yang aspects, which are more masculine, light beings, things of like masculine energies. Yeah. 
M is the darkness to my light, even in spiritual aspects, which is yes. interesting. So we've also learned that in addition to me being able to talk to the more masculine presenting spiritual beings, whether they be human souls or not, and her being able to pick up and talk to the more female presenting souls or spiritual beings, when it comes to like deities and gods around us, because we talk about deities in one of our previous podcasts and YouTube videos, uh, I perceive myself as having more like all female deities where she has all male deities. Yes. Which is interesting. And we've uh, been learning about higher selves because I don't know what that is. So I'm was yeah. making me think about it. Because there's people on the internet that say that they can re- like do higher self readings. And I was like, what is a higher self? Because Liv was trying to be like, trying to use her, her human brain and be like, well, your higher self you have all of these past lives. They were probably just talking to a past life. How can you talk to the collection of your own souls? And then she started getting information that she equated to spirit, like information from the spirit realm, but like, is not specifically from a being. Yeah, like spirit as a whole. Because yeah. it wasn't from one spirit. However, it was on my spirit side. So it's from heaven. And at that point, I was like, maybe you're not getting the information from spirit, but in actuality, you're getting the information from your higher self (laughs) my mind was blown (laughs) because how i get information from my higher self is literally a whisper in the back of my head and i get the same sort of weird ethereal feeling like it's disconnected or disjointed it's almost like it's a weird cloud of information if that makes any sense not that it's a cloud but the feeling of a cloud because i'm very clairsentient however in the YouTube video, M's like, well, you make it seem like your f- higher self is female. However, ma- the majority of your past lives, unlike mine, have been male. So, and like, your energy is male, too. So, like, why would your higher self be female? And I listened to my higher self, and they're like, well, they're... Because M also... I also Em and I both thought at the same time, well, why would it matter if your higher self is male or female? And it's not gender... Let's be specific. It is the energy of your higher self. Like M says, the masculine energy feels different than the feminine energy. It's just, again, another aspect of yin and yang, masculine and feminine. So my higher self goes, you are correct. It does not matter what our gender is. However, energetically, you have more feminine or we have more feminine energy. So... That is why for you to understand our existence or my existence, since you are a a portion of me, I am going to tell you clairsentiently and clairvoyantly that I present as female. However, M's is... Mine is male, but it's like a very passive wall. That's how I perceive him. Yeah, so my... Feminine higher self has very forward masculine energy, but M's higher self is a very passive masculine energy. And we've come to understand that your higher self is the single conglomeration of all of your past lives collectively. And M uses a really good explanation of stem cells. (laughs) You're funny. Dude, it makes me so happy. Fucking talk science to me, baby. Do it. (laughs) 
Well, oh yeah, science is the oh, thing that yeah. like the science is the <laughs> thing that makes the most sense to me. Like when you were spelling at me in our fairy podcast, I was like, this gives me high anxiety. I don't know what she's saying. Tell me about the science, baby. So, when, because I have such a connection to science, a lot of times spirits will explain things with using things that I know scientifically. So one of those things is stem cells because I equate our existence as Wait, being a on. cell. What? Stay stem cells again. Stem cells. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. We have to have some comic relief. I'll be obnoxious. Okay, I'll stop. Go. So I equate our existence, our soul, to be a cell within a body and that body being source. Because we are a cell, when we exist initially, when we are a new cell, we do not have a specialization just like a stem cell. So stem cells, when you put them near other mature cells, then start to specialize themselves as whatever they are closest to. And that's what they use to describe how we get the feminine and masculine aspects of our higher selves or our initial soul in order to get that feminine or masculine result yes and it's not your like summation of male or female past lives it's the energy of each past life that creates the outward presenting or inward vibrational feeling of masculine or feminine yeah so our past lives are the things that help us learn about existence so lives existence her soul's energy is very forward so she is learning things about the masculine aspect so she incarnates as a man quite often whereas my soul is very passive and i incarnate as female even though my soul is masculine i'm sorry they're telling me things yeah what are they saying <laughs> you can say that on here Ugh, it's too much so so <laughs> i was gonna explain how human feminine energy is uh actually spiritual male energy and that spiritual female energy is actually human male energy in the physical equivalence of each however apparently it's a lot for M right now and it'll probably be a lot for all of you too because it's the translation of spiritual energy into physicality specified to a certain realm of existence i.e the human realm of existence and uh, i was just equating it to that my female energy as a higher self, even though it may be perceived culturally within socioculturally within the human plane of existence as male energy, it's actually true feminine energy. And the reason M's higher self is male and his energy feels more creative and as if you were to like if someone were to bring you to him, he's going to show you the answers of all of the things that you learned. That's because that's real masculine energy and uh, why he presents as such. But the reason I have incarnated it so many times as a human into male form is because my spiritual energy is best translated physically within the human plane of existence as a male. And M's energy, why she has incarnated so many times as a female in our human existence, is because her spiritual male energy best translates physically into the human existence as a female and why her male existences in the human human realm of existence was so difficult because in our realm of existence spiritually male energy is perceived as female and the same goes inversely for male female energy so uh 
We can get into that more if you want later. But, like, do other people... I don't know how to ask this question because I don't know how to translate feelings into words, but, like, do other people have things like that as their soul translated into the opposite sex? Yes. And no, because I have came in human-wise as females, and you have came in human-wise as males. So... I think it depends on the set of lessons that you need to learn. Well, that's not what I'm saying. You still, as a soul, prefer to come in as masculine. In the human and you realm still, of existence. I know. But you still, as a woman, have the masculine traits based upon human ideas of what masculine traits are. Yes. However, my higher Does self... Does that happen to other people? Yes. Why not? Well, because I just, sometimes you get too detailed on the things. We've already talked about it off, off air. So now I understand. But also, (laughs) you uh, rewinded back in time in our podcast. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, because I uh, asked her, well, people that you know, like, explain how your fiancé, Bradley, is, does he have a feminine soul since he is a man right now because that would be equated to what you think right yes and I said that's hard for me because I understand both of our past lives together pretty well because we're twin flames however for him as a medium I have to like try and talk to his higher self really quick and get a general recap of all of their past lives instead of what I've been able to do with you which is speak specifically to certain parts or certain past lives we've had, uh, which is easier said. It's just easier than you literally asking me, talk to a higher self, which you've never done before. Real quick, go. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh God. So as soon as I like threw my mind out into that direction, I see a more female presenting higher self for Bradley. However, I also see a male presenting higher self for Bradley. That is one being. And they explained to me that they have not had as many past lives as Emily and I. And where Emily explains how your past lives are like stem cells of your higher self, he doesn't have enough stem cells one way or the the other, female or male, to have a gender like our higher selves are. Could our higher selves change? Yes. But as of right now, Em and I are the male and female where Bradley is more of a neutral. I don't know what I want to be yet, depending on how many lives I continue to live. And uh, it would make sense because right now he's a little Gemini and uh, he loves to talk to people and bring them in. And we talk about We talked about off air for a second because we needed to get on the same page of understanding (laughs) that female presenting energy is that passive, strong energy. And when M says passive and I say passive, it's that immense amount of confident feminine energy that almost draws you to them. M equates it like someone grabbing your hand gently and bringing you to them. I think of it as like 
an actual star imploding and everything in the universe gets sucked into it because it has such Ooh. immense power. That's still, still passive because <laughs> you're not physically doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's my interpretation of passive. Your interpretation of passive is like the physical interpretation of like grabbing someone by the hand. Well, gently. that's just the best way I can explain it because I don't know how to explain spiritual things physically. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But that's why I'm scared to speak to the feminine things that happen because I'm like, that's like a star. That's a lot of energy. That's really important. That's scary. So I don't do it. Uh, but Bradley has that energy of, I want to bring things to me. However, the masculine energy that I am able to pick up from Emily's higher self that is spiritual is I am calm, cool, and collected. And once your other half, which would be me, brings you in, I'm going to... Uh, help you understand the things that have happened and make you create something out of it. So that's the other type that I would say passive is, but it's, it's constructive. So Bradley is in between, at least as far as I can understand in this life of wanting to bring things to him. But once people do get to him, he wants to be able to show them how to do things, but he's like, I have a lot of things on my mind. I don't know how to show you what to do, but I'm going to figure it out. But I just need you to stay right here really quick because I'm going to help you. So that would explain why his higher self is like, I am neither right now. I'm trying to figure it out and you can see it clearly. And this, this, and this example, since you uh, are going to get married to him. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that you both have feminine higher selves and you're in a relationship. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know. It would make more sense that you would find someone that is the opposite. But I'm also, he doesn't know if he's feminine right now. Ah. He's more feminine presenting. However, it may be the fact that he's my soulmate because he's going to figure it out. His higher self wants to see what it's like to have something that's like a collapsing star that brings everything into them. Got you. But I also have a lot of <laughs> other past lives that are like, okay. This is what we do when we learn things. So I can give him a little bit of both. Dear God. You're welcome. That's funny. Mm -hmm. And he's really good at uh, physical things within our human plane of existence. The bad, the good, and the ugly. And I'm good at the non-physical things of our human existence. And on the physical aspects of it, I'm like, everything's rainbow and butterflies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Complimentary. On a higher self and... Uh, a human self. Stress. <laughs> Anxiety. So uh, there's two things we learned in 2022 and a smattering thing of things we learned in 2021. Yeah, I will have you know, now that you have opened up my mind to the fact that there is a calm, masculine presence that is my higher self, he is not going to shut up for weeks now. Because when you told me about serendipity and I was speaking to her, but I was like, I don't have another spear guy. It's fine. Now she won't shut up. <laughs> and when I say it like that, it means they're going to teach me things that I don't want to learn. Mm. Because I'm about to go through another spiritual awakening. Spoiler alert. And true to form, if anything that we have said today, we find out is wrong because our spirit guides. We're going to say it's still correct because we're fixed sign. No, ha. I'm going to tell <laughs> you that I was wrong. And this is why, because at whatever point in time it is right now, January 9th of 2022, in a location and planet in which licking doorknobs is illegal, 
we believe the things that we've told you. And that's what our spirit guides want us to believe right now because that's what we're ready for. But if that changes and they're like, you're wrong and you had to be wrong for a second in order to learn why you were wrong and why you're right now, we'll let you know in the next one. We'll see what 2022 to 2023 has in store. Now, with that being said, you want to hear about our really, really cool club of sidekicks? I'm going (laughs) to need a second. Actually, Liv should just bring it up on her computer. No, that's really hard because then I can't see what we're recording. I have the equal uh, the equal amount of hardness. Pat- patron. In your towel? And I'm looking it up on my towel. In your towel? You're a towel. You're a towel. Mr. Krabs. Wait. What? I found it. Did you? Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Active. Ready? Yeah. Violet. I'm glad that I can see that. Magically, what do you mean? You have your 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 looking eyes on. Tiana, Peyton, Verena, Allie. If you guys aren't wondering, we're doing patron shouts outs. If you want to be a part of a really cool, inclusive environment, that's what she normally says. Yeah, because I'm a science person. (laughs) Mac, Josie, can't see you between your fingers, my dude. Autumn, Thias, Victoria, Jenny, Laurel, Brianna, Antia, Bradley. Sandy. You're a towel, Bradley. You are a towel, Bradley. Ah! Do you remember? No. Miss Kerr. Naz. Christina. Sushi. Anita. Katie. Charles. Jen. Holly. Krista. Flo. Abby. Michael Blackie. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I did something weird. (laughs) Those are all of our patrons, guys. Thank you. You enable us to continue making these goofy podcasts and all of our content and everything else. And we appreciate you because you're helping us make our dreams come true. But what I was talking about was a safe, inclusive environment in which all things metaphysical, paranormal, and spiritual can be shared and talked about in a group friend chat format of our Discord Patreon we also Service. have other cool stuff, like you get extra content, you know. And uh, merch. And if you guys are interested, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, so uh, if you want to uh, be a part of Patreon, do it. If you don't, that's fine too, because we're still going to be here in this way. We also do readings, if you guys are interested in a reading. Or if your friends are interested in readings, we have gift certificates. Buy it now, use it whenever. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> I think we've been telling you this for a while. We did a podcast about fairies and dragons, and hopefully that will be the next video. Are you guys excited? Lots of people are. Make sure you subscribe, follow whatever you do on podcasts, and we'll see you guys in the next one! We are your meta kicks. Everything is so hard. So do I even exist? Yes. What? You do. No. You're not just a thought. I'm a thought. You're the physical manifestation of the energy from said thought. (coughs) Thought. T-H-O-T.